Welcome to another episode of the Loving Life After Loss podcast. I am your host, Marie Alessi. Good morning, lovely people. Marie Alessi here. I wanted to share with you how I feel about picking people up from where they're at. The thing is, in our group, there are so many people coming together at the moment as we speak. There is over three and a half thousand people in our group. And every single one of you has got a different journey and a different story about adversity. We all come together in the group of Loving Life After Loss to do exactly that, to find our path to loving life after loss. And this is the number one difference from us to other grief groups. In our group, we focus on healing. In our group, we focus on happiness, on holding space for each other, on sharing love and support. And I really value that because we offer in our group what I couldn't find in any other groups when Rob first passed. I'm not here to try to pretend that I understand what all of you are going through because my journey is so different to yours. And my journey of losing my dad was so different to losing Rob. There are so many different stories. And the one thing that we all have in common here is that we came together to heal. And I understand that there are a lot of people who don't even know yet how to even get there, how to overcome this huge gap of where you feel you are now to where you want to be. And a lot of you might be in a situation where you feel it's completely impossible to ever heal from this. Yet I want to tell you from the other side of that gap that I know it to be possible. Yet the first thing we need to do is we need to want to heal. We need to want to get to this space of loving life after loss. It is really the very first step to decide to go there. And this is why I titled this talk that I'm doing with you today, Meet Me at the Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Because for me, I've been down there and I don't want to go back because I know what it feels like. I know how physically excruciatingly painful grief can feel and I made a decision there and then when Rob passed that I wanted to do anything in my power to create the happiest life possible for the boys and myself this is what Rob and I had talked about and of course that was theory when we first chatted about it you know he came home um, after having to do a huge detour due to a fatal accident where young young dad has lost his life. And I remember that night, I just got goosebumps just thinking about it. I remember that night us sitting in our bed and talking about the what if. What would you do if something was to ever happen to me? We asked this question to each other. What if I pass? What if Rob passes? Yet the one thing that I do remember now is it was theory, yet we meant it. And when it truly happened, I never expected that. I never expected Rob to pass so sudden and so early in life. He was 45. Yet the one thing that that chat we had gave me was a direction. 
I can't even say hope at that stage, but it was a direction. It became my lighthouse, my northern star, my go-to whenever things got really tough and I didn't know where to turn. I had his voice in the back of my head. I want you to create the happiest life possible for the boys and yourself. That's what led me. That's what guided me. That became my light in the darkness. And when I look at people joining my group, just this morning, and I'm not going to mention names because I always leave it up to people what they want to share and how much they want to share. But this morning I read um, somebody had shared with me that her husband just passed this week. And I feel so honored when people come at such an early stage because I get asked almost every week by friends, by colleagues, by uh, people in the field, such and such has lost such and such, what do I tell them? When is it too early? When is the right time to invite them into your group? And I love that people think of me as their number one go-to person when it comes to helping people who are grieving, who have just lost someone. And I always say to them, there can't ever be a too early because it's always up to the person to decide whether it feels right or not. I always say, just mention it, suggest it. Whether they come in or not is still their decision. So for all of you who are in Loving Life After Loss, who have joined our movement, I want to say congratulations because this is already the very first step to opening up to the idea of healing even. And for those of you who are down the rabbit hole, who are in the deepest pain, who do not know how to get out of it, I just want to say to you, meet me at the edge of the rabbit hole. I'll be there to help you out, literally. I'll be there to reach down and grab your hand when you're ready. And um, there is something to be said, you know, when you are, when you are, rescuing people let's say people are in the ocean drowning what is the first thing that you do before you rescue them you make sure that you are safe that you are strong enough that you either have a, a buoy or a boat or a rope tied around you or some other floating device to keep you safe so you can help others and with that being said, I want to share something really, really personal because I have mentioned that a couple of times in the last few months that um, the passing of my father-in-law had triggered quite a bit for us in the moment, but I could also feel the aftermath. I could feel that I felt a bit more frail on an emotional level. I felt anxiety coming back to me around the safety of my boys and have I done the right thing by escaping into happiness, by making everything possible to create the happiest life for them. And uh, did I avoid for them to do their healing work because I know that I did mine I know that despite escaping into happiness that's what I call it these days that's how I feel what I did after Rob died and from that safe space of creating that happiness for me I could allow more and more healing in small portions when I was ready for it and um, looking back now I wouldn't do it any differently 
I'm really proud of the path that I have chosen for the three of us. Yet I could feel the anxiety and I could feel the questioning uh, coming up within. Did I do the right thing? Did I keep them safe? Did I show them the right path? Uh, did they need something else? Do they need something more? Was it okay back then, but do they need something more now? And I could feel that these questions were really, um, were really bugging me and were really uh, creating an anxiety within me that felt that needed to be addressed. So I found a new counselor because unfortunately Emily, who I worked with back then when Rob died, um, is not practicing anymore because she had her own um, autoimmune uh, disease to deal with which uh, she was quite open about on Facebook otherwise I wouldn't be sharing this here but I felt okay now I need to start from scratch I need to find another counsellor and I have to tell my entire story from scratch and that felt daunting at first to me yet I also knew I had to go there I had to choose that path to keep afloat if that makes sense I need to make sure that I practice what I preach that I look after my own healing to be able to help others on their healing path and uh, I'm sharing that with so much love with all of you because I want you to understand that wherever you are on your path that there is always an option that there's always an option to start right now today and no matter if your adversity happened this week or 20 years ago, now is always the right time to choose you, to choose life, to choose healing, because this is what we're here for. Our entire path, our entire life is a journey of healing and learning and loving and living and happiness and joy. This is what we are all here for. Life is literally an accumulation of lessons and I would absolutely love to walk that path with you. All of those in our movement or even if you haven't joined our movement yet and you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to know that there are people here in our movement that love upon you, that hold space for you. And the very first step, often people go like, I don't even know where to start. Jump on a call with me. I'd be happy to just sit and hold space for you, to listen to where you're at right now. This is my call to action. Meet me at the edge of the rabbit hole. This is where I'll sit with you. This is where I'll listen to you and hold space for you. And I'm going to reach out my hand and pull you out of that rabbit hole should you decide that you want to leave it. This is up to you. It's your choice. And the time to heal is always now or whenever you're ready. I'm sending you so much love. If you're watching this on YouTube, I really invite you to hit the subscribe button, push the notification bell. And before you go, please leave a comment and let me know what your most important takeaway of today was. And then feel free to share as well, of course, if you know anybody who needs to hear this as well. I'm sending you so much love. This is Marie signing off. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show and you would like to find out more about Loving Life After Loss, please visit mariealessi.com. I shall see you next week. Bye.